welcome to episode 26 of GameSpot After Dark. My name is Jake Decker, and this is GameSpot's official podcast. Joining me this week is Lucy James. Host of the unofficial GameSpot podcast. Not really. What's but the, imagine, what's, if, what's imagine if we had one? one. Imagine if someone was doing like a pirate GameSpot podcast. I'd be up for that. That's well, what this was supposed to be. That's kind of what, we were what to this do. was. Yeah. yeah, originally it was supposed to be the unofficial podcast, but then they were, GameSpot was like, what are we going to do with that? What can we do with an unofficial podcast? So then it got folded into being the mm. official podcast of mm. GameSpot.com. Also, hi. <laughs> Officially unofficial. Also joining us, Kelly Plaguey. Hi. And joining us this week, <laughs> all the way from IGN, Zach Ryan. That's me. Oh. Uh, I'm hosting the uh, follow-up podcast of the unofficial podcast, where we go in and break down all the stuff that happened in the unofficial mm-hmm. podcast. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It's after, called after GameSpot the- After After Dark. GameSpot. Yeah. Yeah. Great minds. After Morning. After, after, after Pirate After dark yes game spot that's the what morning after i, sh- I feel Ooh. like i should have known that Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that's that's the next podcast <laughs> tell 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 uh our other podcasts that we're working on that's what that's what it should be yeah. called i mean i want an email chain where we're trying to figure out a name yeah. so i'm just gonna <laughs> i get that too <laughs> it was like 25 emails in wait and what like, are you trying to figure out a name for another podcast oh. don't worry about it okay. well, we've already got it we've got the name right Top there secret yeah. i better get a writer's credit i mean do they do writer's credits for, no. for titles <laughs> No. Why not? It's got to be a really good title. That is a good title, hey, though. I think I nailed it. Set a precedent. It. I yeah. think I nailed it. Yeah. Zach, who are you? Where are you from? This uh, is the Chris from Dayton, Ohio segment, by the way. Chris. Um, <laughs> yeah, I work at IGN. I'm the director of social content and strategy over there. Um, I've been there for about five years. Uh, had a brief stint elsewhere. Uh, I was at Ubisoft for a little bit. But yeah, I've been on the video team. Now I run the social team. Um and now I'm here. Big fan of the show. Been listening since episode one. So I know all your inside jokes and stuff. And also we've been friends for years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I also have known you guys for a very long time. So it's nice to be here. It's cool to come uh, up the street and get to talk to you guys about games and stuff. Especially Callie, right? You've known Callie yeah. obviously longer than I've known, any of I've us. known Callie since 2014. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You, were on, you were on social team, mm-hmm. right? When I we started working together. I was on social team before you were the head of the social right. team. The yeah. first time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a tangled web, you know? <laughs> you know? Wow. Small world. Yeah. Uh, Tiny industry. What yeah. kind of game, for, so for our audience, what so kind of games because, do you play? Because I'm an avid fan of the show, I did put together a list, so I wanted to make sure that I, I had the list readily available, and of course I do not. Legit, um, Zach has watched, listened to every episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I just made a list of my favorite games, uh, just kind of off the top of my head. So uh, Super Mario RPG, Sonic the Hedgehog, Donkey Kong 3, Adventures of Lolo, Adventures of Lolo 2, <laughs> King's Knight, Dig Dug, Chew Man Boo, Anybody else? Harvest Moon. Right when you I started with sad. Super Mario RPG, I was like, soon, I was like, is this going where I think it's going? No, no. when he got to Donkey Kong, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, I told Lucy that I was going to do that a couple of nights ago. I was yeah. like, I got this great goof planned out. Um, so no. the thing is, is I, I'd forgotten that you told me that, and I thought... What's a Zach Ryan-esque goof that you would do here? And I thought you might read out your weird, like your insanely viral tweet where it's like, quick, everyone. What's yeah. your t-? I thought you were going to just read out that. But this is so much Right. Better. Well, that's actually the other thing that I pulled up. So, um, I, like, my favorite games, Wind Waker, Vagrant Story, uh, Metal Gear Solid, Super Mario World, Breath of the Wild, Bloodborne, Symphony of the Night. Um, yeah. I like a lot of um, character action games. I like a lot of JRPGs. Yeah. That's Zelda, Nintendo, anything. Uh, I also ho- like I'm a co-host of the Nintendo Voice Chat podcast at IGN, so I'm a big Nintendo boy. But yeah, 
That was excellent. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. you. Set the I've been really looking forward to that specific goof. Have, so. we, have we like talked about that video? It's on the come show? up. It's come up a couple times. I, I, okay. I yeah. don't think we've said what it is. It right. was more oh, just like was some of yeah. our listeners might know what this is, and I think we got a couple emails and tweets from yeah. people being like, "I know, uh, I know oh, what you're talking I, about." I remember because you read out a list of people who got it right. I think so. Yeah. yeah at some point. So to keep in tradition, I don't think we can say what that is. Oh. Okay, it's top What's secret. From? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Well, it's the People greatest skit it. ever made. It's yeah, yeah. Something that I watch still to this day, the, like once once a week, probably. The yeah. Pinnacle of comedy. Truly. I have it mm-hmm. saved offline. Like I downloaded it just, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> no, because I remember seeing it. No, no, no. So you should burn it onto a CD. Like I would like, I, go I, real like a real analog. <laughs> Or and like then a keep, VHS. It, keep it in a fireproof box yeah. uh, 50 yards for away from my house. <laughs> for when the internet <laughs> goes apartment. down permanently. Right. No, so it's because I remember seeing it online years ago. And I, was, and I just like, just never thought about it. And then May 2018, I remember being sat in an apartment in LA with Joey Yee and Tamo Hussein. And I was like, what the hell was that skit? And I spent ages like, it was definitely about the Wii shop. And like, Argh. found it after about a half hour because I had a lot going on. <laughs> and and ever since then, I was like, mm-hmm. I, I can never forget this again. I yeah. can never lose this, this right. precious moment. If you're out there song. and you find it, good for you. It's, I, congratulations. I really hope people you're really in for a treat. Yeah. I, I just hope people are Googling like, funny the list? skit. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or yeah, the list. Shop. Just everything you said. <laughs> Great. I hope so too. <laughs> uh, anyway, we start this show off with what we've been playing and then we'll move on to topics where we've got... Uh, some news stories, plus a lot of us played the disintegration beta. Disintegration beta. I think we've got some thoughts on that. Some spicy takes. And then we wrap up with listener questions. But before we do that, we talk about what we've been playing and what we've been doing. Lucy, do you want to start us out here? No, Lucy's the segue. I'll to go. The... I'll go last because I'll be. I'll be the segue. Yeah. Okay, Callie, do you want to start then? Sure. I I've been playing Pokemon still. I won't go on about that too much because I always talk about it. But we are working on a competitive Pokemon explainer video that's like... Explainer videos. Videos. So you're like, it's like a video series yeah. about getting into competitive Pokemon. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Hang on, let me write that down. Stop this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been like doing stuff specifically for that, that series. Like, uh, What's really cool, too, is that... I, so we've recorded the audio, and you ha- you broke down EVs, IVs, and all that stuff in under seven minutes, which is... How fast were you talking? Pretty unheard of, because when I was doing some research, a lot of guides for the for this kind of... It, it, they're like 45 minutes right. to an hour. Yeah. I, uh, I come from a family of teachers, so that's what I'm <laughs> I come from a family of Pokemon trainers. <laughs> and, no, that's my parents are Pokemon... Or my, my, my father's side are Pokemon trainers, and my, my mother's side <laughs> are teachers. Yeah. My mother was a Machamp. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, I am excited about that. And then um, I started watching The Outsider. So good. And we've all been watching it, so yeah, that's a so good, good one to mm-hmm. launch into because yeah. I love Stephen King, mm-hmm. and I like stuff about murders. I think You're a murderino. I'm, sh- mm. I'm quite the murderino. Right. And um, it's... It's cool. It's, like the first episode was so much gorier than I thought it would be. Yeah, mm. there's definitely some like, like for the first, real like the first five minutes, and then it like stops being gory. But I was kind of like, did I say, did I tell the story about when I tried to watch it yeah, for the first time with your weird with chicken my, sandwich uh, or whatever? My drunk chicken. Your chicken tendies. Yeah. Yeah. And no. then the the dead body comes up, and I was like, mm, I'm too drunk for this. I can't do it. So then I had to 
try it again the next day when I was sober and not eating chicken. It's a good show. <laughs> it's a good show. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I also I like watched the first four episodes on Sunday like in a straight run because after Same. the yeah after the first episode I was like oh I have to I have to know in fact I think I texted you I was like I'm desperate to know what's happening in this show like mm-hmm. um, because the mystery at the validation. center yeah the such mystery validation. at the center of the show is like so weird and like interesting it and it just off. keeps getting yeah, weirder. Yeah, should we kind of like explain what it is yeah. or is that it's sure. it I mean it's a kind of did last week but i want to do it again briefly but it's like it's in georgia and a child gets murdered and everyone thinks uh they have a slam dunk on the case and that it's going to be the open um, shut yeah Yeah. it's the The um, beloved baseball coach oh yeah because i called it something else i called it basketball didn't i you did call it basketball (laughs) last week (laughs) um american sports uh but it just takes such a turn yeah and I feel like it takes yeah. a turn in like every episode, right? Like yeah. every episode, there's something where you're like, what? What? Yeah. Now this too? Because I love the character, the private investigator, who is a savant as well. Oh, I oh, love yeah. her so oh, much. She's very good. Yeah. That's a very Stephen King-esque character too. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things. Like we had to look up when it was written because I was like, like some of the dialogue, not in a bad way. Some of the dialogue was just like, that's something in a, somebody in the 80s would say, but not now. Like, it just feels like old man dialogue a little bit to me. And Stephen King's an old and man. And it's mm. just, but it wasn't It wasn't written in the 80s. It just has, like, it was like 2018, I think. Really? It was really yeah, recent. It was pretty soon. It was really recent. But Stephen King just has a very particular style, really which does. is what I like about him. But, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. It's always nice to get more. Because, like, I don't know if you, I really liked The Stand when I was in high school. That was yes. Like, That's my was, favorite. That was my favorite Stephen King book. It was actually one of my favorite books that I'd read, and it was like a thousand pages, and I was like, I'm a genius. And then um, my parents were like, oh, you should watch the terrible TV series Oh, my us. God, with Molly Ringwald. Mm. Gary Sin- Sinise. Yeah. It's a lot. Sinise. Has, has HBO adapted a Stephen King novel before? Is this the first time they're doing it? I think for HBO. I mean, for CBS. For HBO, yeah. A fine... I mean, mm-hmm. we are part of the fine Viacom CBS family, but uh, CBS All Access is doing The Stand. Mm-hmm. Um, so Which I'm excited coming for. Coming out this year, next year? I think they're giving it the full HBO treatment, I guess. Like mm. a, a limited miniseries. Mm-hmm. Premium some, programming. Premium programming. I was, CBS All Access. I got like halfway into the first episode of The Outsider, by the way, and I was like, is that Jason Bateman? Like, yeah. it's like, yeah. did it register? He looks yeah, he looks, yeah, he looks, he looks tore up. bad, yeah. Yeah. He's in a bad situation in that show. Yeah. Uh, but Lucy's the one who was like, who watched it first, and then Jake could watch it, and then. Yeah. I did actually trace it back because I don't remember, I don't remember being, there being that much buzz about it no, at all. not at all. I don't even think I remember seeing a trailer. I just had text from my friend Sam who was like, mate, because he's back in the UK. So he was like, mate, get on this. It's Bateman because me and him both love Ozark. Mm. And he yeah. was like, okay, Bateman's be- doing another weird thing. This is sure. really good. And Ben Mendelsohn's in it. And um, yeah, so shout out to my friend Sam. Also, he directed a bunch of the episodes, which I think Did. is really cool too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He is a fantastic director. Yeah. Like, do, have you seen the video? We talked about it briefly last week, but when he won the Emmy over Game of Thrones his, oh, for yeah. directing Ozark and he's just going, wow, didn't know I did that. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah he really seems like the kind of guy that you could just like have a beer with and yeah, yeah he seems like a cool dude yeah yeah, yeah. not I mean, a murderer great show I, again the fine hbo programming segment on this podcast mm-hmm. i know i just because 
I, I feel like with HBO, you can just kind of pick whatever, and it's guaranteed to be pretty dang good. Yeah, I mean, between oh, I, I, got, I, ha- I have the uh, oh, you're talking about Avenue okay. Five. Avenue Five. Ooh, oh. what a oh. True Detective season two, not very good. Yeah. True, okay, fair. I haven't, Golden I Compass or His but Dark Materials you, also not very good. You have like mm. a right, pretty good chance with the library. Yeah, you've got like oh. better than that. a lot of libraries yeah. out there. Because like I feel like Netflix releases new shows every week, if not every day, and most of them just. And suck. Even if your dad doesn't have Netflix, he probably has HBO, so you can easily mooch off your parents. <laughs> uh huh. That's true. Uh-huh. That's true. Yeah. I'm on my dad's uh, Netflix and HBO, so uh, so I, I have the opposite problem. Well, obviously, I can't share my HBO account with them because right. HBO that service doesn't exist in the UK. It's part of um, Sky TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have Netflix, and I have like most of my family on there, and they all have their own little uh, their their own little characters and. Uh, then for Christmas every year, it really annoys me that they ask me for DVDs of The Crown. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> and I was like, that's aggressively British. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, well, that's our okay. It's like if my dad was like, can you get me tapes at the Bears game from 84? <laughs> like, no. Or like if I had to give a gift to someone who lived in Britain, I'd probably be like, all right, The Crown on DVD. Oh, okay. There you go. you probably like. Yeah, Downton yeah. Abbey. Yeah. The Tudors? <laughs> Yeah, but then we stopped talking about it because my stepmom one year was like, what do you think of Meghan Markle? I was like, I don't care. Then you referred to Megxit as the elephant in the room once. And I can't, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, that. I was like, yeah, can we talk about the elephant in the room? And she's like, what? And I was like, what's going on with Megan? Like, why are they leaving? I don't understand. It's very important stuff to me personally. Yeah, so. I had a moment like that where my, my mom comes to me for like, what's the what's the buzz on the social issues, you know? Like, what, how do you use they, them pronouns? And I'm like, well, here's how you do it. And she was like, what do you think about that? And I was like, I'm not touching that. I don't know mm. anything about that. You're going to have to ask somebody else. You're going to have to ask they. <laughs> oh, God. My aunt uh, and I had this great conversation. We were talking about, Me- God, we are talking about Megan and Harry. Then it led on to uh, Diana being oh, murdered. And right. I was like, okay, interesting, interesting. And then she was like, I don't think we went to the moon. I think that was a lie. And I was like... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there's a lot of people that don't think we went to the moon. Have you so. seen it? But it's like oh, also the Earth, seen... not round, not no, round, hollow, <laughs> flat, my dude. Have you seen the like tactic for when you get into a political argument and like, like if somebody's like, I don't think we went to the moon. You're you could just escalate. So you go, you believe in the moon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fake. So, I love that shit. I love that. Anyway, outsider. Anyway, it's a good mm. show. Great mm-hmm. show. Very good, Zach. Yeah, very interested to see. Um, do we ha- know how long, how many episodes? What what the run is? Ten. Ten episodes. Oh, I looked it up. So there are oh, okay. six more episodes. So that means that that show is really going to go places because yeah. at the end of the fourth episode, there's something that happens at the end that you're like, oh, th- now this show is going to be a completely different thing. Yeah. 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 And which it, is cool. It, it. I kind of, like it being Stephen King. You kind of expect that, which is good because I think. So the ending's gonna be shy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> bummer. I love Stephen King. Like I love Stephen King. He is pretty much all I read throughout my teenage years. Mm-hmm. My man can't stick an ending. Hey, that was the only good part of it. Chapter two. I was when gonna he say, played the old man and was like, "The writer sucks at writing endings," and yeah. I was like, "Oh." And everyone was like, "This movie didn't suck." Yeah. No, it still did. But that scene that was, was pretty movie. good. Although the yeah. ending of The Shining in the original novel was pretty good. With the explosion? Yeah. I like the Kubrick ending better. Cool. Same. I mean, I mean, I like them both, but I'm just saying 
He didn't. He didn't mess that one up. Hey, how about the Shining uh, adaptation for uh, network television? Oh, the one that Stephen the, King wrote because he was so annoyed. Uh, how about the Treehouse of Horror based on the Shining? Yeah, that's the Shining. Yeah, that's a, the sh Just use that shin of yours. We'll get sued. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, what have you been playing? What have you been up to? Uh, yeah, so I've recently dedicated my life to my Lord and Savior, Smash Brothers. Um, <laughs> the Smash Brothers. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, I, uh, Are you going to play some after this? Yeah, I'm totally down. I uh, So I have a complicated relationship with Smash. Um, as a uh -oh. diehard Nintendo fan, I've Tell always... Tell us how you feel, Zach. I've always, <laughs> this is a safe space. <laughs> I've always really loved the idea that it's like, oh, Princess Peach fighting Link in... Star Fox Land, like that's pretty amazing on Corneria. Like I love the mashup of like Nintendo franchises. I think as as a like a, a essentially a product showcase for Nintendo, it's brilliant because like how many kids played Smash Brothers on Wii and were like, who are all these Fire Emblem boys? And then like went out and played Fire Emblem, right? So I think it's it's probably the best piece of marketing Nintendo's ever made, and it also turns out it's a really great fighting game. I'm absolutely terrible at it i'm so bad at it and i'm just awful and um i played a lot of ultimate when it came out i played through world of light played a lot like you know in the office because like a ton of people in the office are playing right. it i played a lot here you know and then uh just completely fell off it like didn't play any of the expansion packs or anything and then after the byleth direct i was home on a saturday and i was walking down the hall and my roommate was playing and he was like yeah, that direct really got me jazzed for Smash. Like I'm, you know, I'm the only again. one. Yeah, and and uh, I was, he's like, "You want to play?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay." And I ended up sitting and playing with him for like six hours, and then played all day the next day. And by the end of the weekend, I was like, "Okay, this is it. I'm gonna get good at this. Like, I really want to get good at Smash Brothers." And so, like, I've been playing a lot of Smash, and I uh, went through and you know played all the new characters and stuff. But uh, I played Byleth last night uh, at launcher at release pretty cool character feels to me like um a slower version of young link like a mm -hmm. similar move set um that's my main i main young link so yeah. i love that she has like all of the relics like yeah the sword and the, the axe and and claude's bow yeah and i'm like no by no means a professional or or have any right to have an opinion on how the character plays like competitively she seems like there's some like really op stuff in her move set that um this kind of interesting yeah you know, like her down b is like super slow but you can you can critical like you can get a kill confirm at like 60 percent like yeah I think her aerial stuff is really vicious yeah. with the whip like yeah the call of duty lingo into the we'll get him next time <laughs> yeah. get him next time. I, I think that is by byleth is interesting because byleth's moves are all super strong yeah but a lot of them you have to plan and i feel like in one-on-one -on -one situations byleth probably isn't super good just because the other person, in theory, should be anticipating a lot of those moves right. and they should see them coming and be able to get out of the way. But in multiplayer, we found with like four people, Byleth is very deadly because that arrow in particular is incredibly strong. And you can switch directions. You can switch directions. It's hard you to... You can? If you do like, it fast enough. So her, her arrow yeah. has two levels of charge. And in the first level, you can, if you flick the stick the opposite direction, she'll flip directions and you know aim her arrow mm -hmm. the other way, which like you can't do with other characters. Wow. Yeah, and what's also crazy is like Young Link, right? When Young Link fires his arrow, you see that arrow. With Byleth, it's just a line that just like mm -hmm. shoots across the screen. I don't know if there's a range on it. So we didn't play any big enough maps. It's like hit scan versus it, bullet. It kind of seems that way. Uh, I mean, it's not quite hit scan because uh, I think it still like does have a path that travels, mm -hmm. but it is 
pretty good. Now, can we talk about the elephant in the room? <laughs> Megxit? Megxit? No. Uh, <laughs> they definitely made her boobs smaller. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure. Wait, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of an elephant boob pun, and it's... It, so it's not you never forget. I mean, you're not wrong. Smash, <laughs> Smash Bros. Ultimate has a history of nerfing tits. <laughs> well, I was going to say well, butt because Snake's butt. Snake's butt got mad nerfed. Yeah. Sorry. They're, they're, they're not down with the thickness over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, boy. And then we could talk about Zero Suit Samus, but... But, she still looks great. It's fine. But yeah, yeah. Snake's butt is missing. It's gone. So it's I wouldn't be surprised. It's a hate kill ass. Is it true? They do look... Um... Are you doing a compare and contrast on the boobs? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the boobs? Because oh, it, it, it keeps showing me male Uh Yeah, I think it also like in my mind, Byleth is canonically female because I played Fire yeah. Emblem as female Byleth. And so... When I it came to the, the character, yeah. When it came to the character selection screen last night, I was like, "Get the hell out of here, male bio. <laughs> yeah. Let's go beat it." Like, Another, yeah. like this is not a complaint, obviously, because a lot of the color schemes aren't like one to one with like alternate costumes or anything. But the green hair is definitely Sotus colored and not Byleth colored. Mm. Well, and I was a little mm-hmm. disappointed. Yeah, one of them is supposed to be Sotus color, but the other one is supposed to be like the Byleth. I don't want to spoil it, but you know, like what happens halfway yeah. through the game. But yeah, what you're saying, it doesn't look like it. And what's also kind of a bummer is that. You can't play female Byleth with, uh, with uh, what are their names? I already forgot their names. The house lead, the male house leaders. Claude. 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 Yeah, you can't play female Byleth with their colors. Oh, okay. Like gold, uh, golden oh, deer, deer color. Deer yeah, and Demi- but because you, you can only play uh, as Edelgard. Edelgard. Edelgard's yeah. color. Edelgard's color because it's best color scheme. Female. Yeah, it's true. So, so yeah. I'm okay with that, but it would have been nice. Tamo Hussein has chimed in with a boob a boob pun. Um, the boobs are now truncated. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Tamor. Thank you very Excellently much. Excellently done. We can always count on Tamor for a good pun. Yeah. yeah. Even from beyond the grave. Uh, he's not, dead? He's not in the room. He's, <laughs> he's with the voice of God. I, I just saw him. He was taking pictures of us like a minute ago. Now he's dead. Uh, I think of the expansion characters, um, she's probably the most vanilla. Um just in terms of like hero has all his like magic meter juggling. Mm-hmm. Terry is mm-hmm. very uh, final fight focused, like very hardcore fighting. Uh, and then you've got Joker and Banjo, which are like uh, interesting move sets, but more so just like kind of mind blowing that they're in the game period. Fan and service. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like as a character, she's we were talking about this on NVC today, but as a character, she's neither of those things. You know, it's not like super technical and it's not like super surprising so she just sort of is Mm -hmm. and i think that's totally fine like i i really like the way she controls i think that of those characters in the expansion the first expansion pass i'd probably pick her every time Mm -hmm. also i just love fire emblem so that that game dude fire emblem is so good yeah i saw a great i really want to go back to three houses me too i played a little bit this weekend but i don't, I don't want to get on yeah, that nice yet. nice nice um uh i saw a great tweet of someone who was mad that they added by with me like this is just marketing they're just marketing the new dlc coming out and then just all the responses are just like yeah that's every character though yeah. like yeah. what you were that's saying earlier what, like yeah. that is that's smash. what smash is that's what like, smash at least is, that's yeah. what it started out as like and i'm one of those people the only 
game I had played before I played Super Smash Bros. was Pokemon. And then I played Super Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I got to play Mario 64 now. I got to play yeah. the the Super Mat- I got to play Metroid games. Yeah. And I went down that list except for Captain Falcon well, and, because yeah, 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 I mean, I... Or good game, not a lot of games. Good I played, games, though. I played Smash before I played a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, and then I knew... Me too, actually. Yeah, know? same with me. Um, and obviously Fire Emblem. And, like, I was so... It's, the thing is... They they got me so early with being in love with Fire Emblem characters with Mark. Well, yeah, because it's you know, like you're and like, like such a weeb. Like, that yeah, yeah. You know, finding right. finding Weibo. <laughs> it's gotta, Very it's good. Gotta, no, it's not. That's not mine. I think that's a time special. But it's like we've got to make that show mm, happen. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like but it. I remember with uh, Melee when they added Marth and Roy, and it was super surprising because it was like, who are these sword right. characters? They the what game is this from? That's not who are these dashing swords? Yeah, <laughs> and. And then they decided to add a dozen more. Yeah. My favorite my favorite tweet after that direct was Jason Stryer's tweet where it was like expansion pass two and it was like Edelgard and then like four more characters from Fire Emblem and then the last the last fighter was just like a bunch of swords. <laughs> it, was like, it was very good. Um yeah, so I've been playing a lot of Smash. Uh I started Yakuza Zero. I've not been into the Yakuza series previously. Get in early. Well, it's a little late for that. The host club minigame. Oh. Because that shit slaps. Okay. I'll take a look at that. <laughs> but I'm really enjoying Yakuza. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jake, I know that you uh, are a big Dragon Quest 11s fan. It's a good game. And I've been playing that since it launched on Switch um, very slowly. Like, that game is built in a way that it, it tells story arcs. It's almost like, mm-hmm. an, like an anime arc. And then, so it makes for really natural stopping points. And so, like, I'll stop and go and play some Yakuza for a week or so and then come back to Dragon Quest and play through another arc. And, like, what a fantastic game. Like, what a beautiful, funny... I'm not a Dragon Quest guy. I've never... You like, sure? I mean, I am now, but, yeah. yeah. And yeah. this guy's like, I don't like anime. Like, well, th- no anime. this is the only Dragon Quest I've played, actually. Yeah. Actually, I've played a little I bit played of eight. three... <laughs> You guys and are I like, I'm not into Dragon Quest. Like, actually, I've played this one and this one. <laughs> I mean, like this uh, one. And, and, and well, a, I put about 100 hours in five, but, uh, you know. Yeah. I, I did play a Dragon Quest game on DS called Rocket Slime. Oh, yeah. Rocket Slime is cool. <laughs> Which I loved. I thought that game oh, was shit. so Maybe cool. Maybe I am a Dragon Quest yeah. guy because I've also played a lot of Dragon Quest Builders. Oh, dra- I've played Dragon that? Quest Builders, yeah. too. <laughs> all right. All right. So we're the same person and mm. they're the same person. Sick. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that game that game is very good. Oh, so and good. Really quickly, we don't have to I just want you to give a shout out to Shit's Creek because you oh, yeah. made me want to watch it. Yes. You were telling me about it on Saturday and the name made me not want to watch it. Right. So please give us an elevator pitch. Uh, yeah, so I'm I started it I don't know, three weeks ago. <clears throat> and I'm already done. Well, yeah, thanks to Lucy. This is Again, another, this I is feel another Lucy James. Just a t- real trendsetter. A real, taste, a real tastemaker, Lucy James. Uh, on Sunday, I had you and friend of the show, Andrew Goldfarb, texting me about The Outsider. And then you guys were telling me oh, yeah. uh, on Monday that you'd watched it. And I was like, can I also tell you that anytime we mention uh, Andrew Goldfarb on IGN podcasts, we also say friend of the show, Andrew Goldfarb. <laughs> oh, and then I mentioned him on, I did uh, PS I Love You XOXO like uh-huh. a week or two ago. And I said friend of the show, Andrew He's Goldfarb. a friend of every show. And then he texted me and he's like, oh, you're friend of the show. Shout out. And I was like, are you not listening to the, the podcast? Every podcast? Every yeah. episode? Hell no, he's not. Um, but no, Shit's Creek is... Uh, yeah, I think it's one of the funniest, sweetest sitcoms maybe ever made. And mm. yeah, like what I was saying to you, uh, the name completely turned me off. 
Like the name is so unfunny a name that I was just like, I don't want to watch that for five seasons. And now I'm like almost done with the whole series. Whoa. And um, yeah, he's overtaken me. And I, I didn't know you were almost done with the whole series. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The thing you said to me though, is that it was like the Simpsons in like the way the comedy is. It's, out. it's like the Simpsons in the way that like you'll laugh at something so stupid. And then the next moment will be such a wholesome moment that you're like, oh, that's really sweet. Mm -hmm. And also by the time you get to probably like the second or third season, Every line of dialogue is a joke. Mm -hmm. Every line is a joke. And it's like funny in the way that it calls back to stuff like Arrested Development. And it's funny in the way that it is just like compounds jokes within an episode. Like it's really, really smart writing. What's yeah. it about? Um, so it's about a, a wealthy family that gets uh, basically like charged with tax evasion. Their, their, uh, their money handler basically screws them in the very first episode you don't even see it happen like the first episodes opens with them having all their stuff repossessed and they have to go live in this the only thing that doesn't get repossessed is the dad bought an entire town called Shit's creek as a joke for his eldest uh, the son like he <laughs> like he bought a town as a joke and then they have to live there because that's the only thing that they own and so they end up like living in this hotel but then they end up like really coming to like the whole first season is them just being like, we have to get out of here. We have to get out. This is terrible. But they make all these relationships and they adapt to like small town life. And like, it's just very wholesome and like very, very funny. Yeah. It's yeah. a great show. Catherine O'Hara is amazing. Incredible. That's incredible. why I started watching yeah. it is because there was this compilation that just got algorithmically delivered to me. Uh, and it was like Moira from Shit's Creek's best moments. And it's just every like this the voice that she, she does. talks with this weird like Alexis. affectation yeah her oh. mouth is very strange oh, like, like, yeah. kind of like Bib an atlantic 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 there we go yeah, yeah. it's like trying to be british -ish, yeah. ish yeah but she uses all these weird old words that you just don't hear of anymore mm -hmm. Like oh, pet, petty flogging. Petty flogging. Yeah. Petty flogging. Oh, so good. So, yeah. Such a good show. And also she just randomly wears wigs. Yeah. She just has so many wigs. Uh, yeah, see, she's she's an act like her backstory in the show is that she's like a, a former actress, like out. like daytime actress. Mm -hmm. And in the show, there's this long running gag about how she's in a movie called The Crows Have Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and they just released like for for promotion of the last season they just released the tr the trailer for the crows have eyes three and it's one of the funniest things yeah. i've ever seen it's so amazing this whole show is just like so so funny oh, i'm sold after yeah. you talked to me about it on on saturday when we were hanging out for tomorrow's birthday party right um happy birthday tam yeah happy, happy birthday, birthday tam. Tomorrow. um i was like oh, i i gotta prioritize this show like yeah. this is 100 so something, something i want to watch yeah Nice. Yeah, well done. There you go. Oh. Uh, all right. Should I say what? Do you want to end? It well, no, because so you, you've go? been playing. Yeah, you've been playing like new. relevant stuff. Two things. Yeah. Uh, Journey to the Savage. I will Planet. not hear that Smash <laughs> is not relevant. Okay. Something oh, I new. Was, that I was saying against you. myself oh, for okay. just playing Pokemon nonstop. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I haven't played shit. So Lucy, change your handle. Lucy James doesn't play games. <sighs> oh, don't at me. Sick. Not a gamer. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> Good for me. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing, or I, I was playing Journey to the Savage Planet. Uh, that's what I was talking about last week. That I was like, oh, I can't talk about this yet. Oh, alluding but to. That game is really good. It's basically a, I mean, Metroid Prime is colorful, but it is a very colorful, vibrant, funny Metroid Prime. No kidding. Much shorter. I, I, like, I haven't finished it yet. My save got reset. I don't know how it happened. I'm kind of annoyed, but 
I think it was because I had a, uh, a a PC build and then they updated with a day one patch and I think it wiped my oh, wiped bummer. my save. But the game is short. I was almost done with it and I was I think at like six or seven hours. It's like ten hours. Yeah. If you're if you're like really taking your time. But the the thing that's really cool about it, I think, which is weird because it's something they weren't really pushing when they were like telling press about it, is is co op. Because oh, the co op is a lot of fun and how you interact with the environment, how your partner interacts with the environment, like. An example is you have bait and these little animals will like basically attack the bait. So I can throw it on my buddy and then the animals would just swarm them and attack them until they die. Or Rob and I were playing a little bit and I was throwing explosive plants at him while he was trying to <laughs> he was trying to get through this like Rude. lava section and he'd just fly off and die. And he'd be like, what, what is this? So it, it, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, I definitely recommend playing with a friend like i'm sure i played a good amount single player it was still fun and there was like it is a good sense of humor but playing in multi and co-op is just something that i don't know i feel like i haven't really had a co-op experience quite like that before mm-hmm. uh i'm sure there are plenty of things out there you could compare to it but i, I don't know it's, it's just like a very solid metroidvania with some funny moments and great co-op i don't know anything about this game was 2d 3d it's like a, 3D, 3D. Uh, like you're exploring just one planet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like you're you're working for a space exploration company. But it's like the third best. It's the fourth best. The fourth, fourth best, best yeah. space exploration That's pretty funny. Uh, company. <laughs> That's you pretty crash good. on a planet. It's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to be. There's not supposed to be any alien life on there. It turns out there's a lot. And basically you get there and they're like, oh, there's a tower. You have to go to that tower in order to fix your ship. And you have to traverse this dangerous world it's not super dangerous mm-hmm. uh like the combat is probably my least favorite thing about the game overall that's hmm. which i think what is our what our reviewer, reviewer said yeah. as well yeah what'd you guys give it seven okay seven. read yeah. the review on games.com <clears throat> um but i would definitely recommend playing it with a friend for sure it's uh, um alex hutchinson's studio yes oh cool right on uh, yeah uh, and now they've been bought by stadia it's a typhoon mm-hmm. part okay. of the google yeah. family Oh yeah, that's the big thing I've been playing, and then I started the Kentucky, <laughs> and then I started Kentucky Route Zero last night. Route or route? Route. I think yeah. When you're talking about the game, I always I've always said route because well, do you say Route sixty six? I don't. I say Route sixty six, but if I'm talking about routes in Pokemon, I say Route one, Route two. Oh. But I've been saying Kentucky Route Zero anyway. The word vexes me. Endlessly. Which one, Kentucky? Kentucky. Um, <laughs> Hates the South. But yeah, the the game you would say Kentucky Route. Okay. I only say route. I can't do it any other way. See, say I, route. I prefer saying route because Come on, roots you can are in the ground. Yeah, that's why. Like I route's do, not yeah. like. Well, I, I, I guess really you say route, route the power. I only mm. would ever say route if it's like route. in Fire Emblem, like route the enemy because route that the enemy is spelled sound, differently. Yeah. <laughs> route the enemy. Route the enemy Hey-o. sounds. <laughs> but I don't know. Have you seen those boobs? <laughs> <laughs> I read the word before I had really heard it because I was reading Pokemon guides. That's fine. And that's playing Pokemon. so wholesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've always... Pokemon told you how to read. How much how, how much have you played of Kentucky Route Zero? Like an hour. I played it on Bard Just the first morning. chapter? Or? Uh, not even the first not chapter. Even. Like the first two scenes of the okay. first chapter. So far, I like it a lot. Uh, it is very haunting, ethereal, kind of strange. Uh but Kurt has talked a lot about it because uh, he's a big fan of that game and he's been following it since the beginning. Mm-hmm. But just the way the characters are just kind of there for the ride and they don't question a lot of the weird thing that weird things that are happening. Yeah. But it also doesn't really draw attention to the fact that there's weird things happening. It's just kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm a guy trying to deliver this package on a 
root that may not exist. Uh, mm-hmm. But but it, it it's super neat. It's definitely my style of game. I think the the writing so far I'm very into. Yeah, I'm, I'm really very excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked to play this too. I think um, it's definitely one of those games that you know it's been in development so long and has episodic releases and stuff that I, every time a new one has come out, it's been like I'll wait until it's finished. Same. Like I'll wait yeah. until it's finished to play it, even though. Every time I see it, I'm like, this is very much my shit. Like, I'm really interested in this. Um, I played it at a PAX East in 2015 or 16 on Switch. That was like the last yeah, time I, I went. At a yeah, I played it at PAX West. Yeah, like that might have, we might have been at the same one. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really stoked to play this game. And everybody that, uh, we gave it an eight at IGN. And everybody that uh, is playing it now on Switch is like, yeah, it's fantastic. Like, I really like the idea that all this weird cosmic stuff is happening, but the characters are sort of like nonplussed by it. It's just like, oh yeah. The music is fantastic too. Mm -hmm. Like early on, there's a scene where the camera zooms out and there's like a band just playing in the background and you get that music and it's like, do you want to continue? And I just sat there and waited and let them finish the song. Oh, I like that. The music was really good. Life Uh, is Strange has a really good moment like that. I think in the first, first series when you're playing and you can just sit with Chloe on the bed and like yeah. you can either like hit a button and get up or you can just lie there and listen to the song. Like I, I love I moments like that. Yeah. Games. Or like was it Bioshock Infinite 2? Oh, yeah. Circle will be unbroken. Have that one yeah. scene. Um, Free on PS Plus this February. It is. Yeah. A whole Bioshock collection. Damn, that's yeah. a good deal. Yeah, it is. Uh, I will say I'm playing on Switch Lite and this, that screen seems a little too small for that kind of oh, game. Yeah. I... I was like, I'm going to buy this on Switch. Of course, like that's a no brainer. Of course, I'm going to get this on Switch. And I started playing on Switch Lite and I was like, I might just pick this up on my, or I might just switch to my regular dock Switch and play it on a TV or yeah. at least a bigger screen because some of the characters and texts are pretty small. Yeah. I was worried about that with Fire Emblem and you said it was okay. But yeah. I played a bit of Fire Emblem yeah. this weekend and it didn't seem to bother me as much as I thought it would before I had played it. Are you new to the Switch Lite? No, I got it when it came out. I just was done with Fire Emblem sure. at that point, I guess. And just yeah. and I thought about it and I was like, oh, well, I'll play it again sometime. And then I mm-hmm. played a bit this weekend and I was like, eh, yeah, I, I, was, I was fine. The full the release of Kentucky Route Zero is called TV Edition. Mm-hmm. So, play on the big screen there. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I heard it's like pretty visually stunning as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That style Very distinctive. is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it for me, though. Oh, hi. Everyone looks at me. Uh, in terms of what I've been playing or doing. So when to see, I went to see 1917. Um, I really want to see you that. With you and Tamor on Monday. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Oh, my <laughs> God. Go ahead. Oh, Did no. You? What were you going to say? So <laughs> we saw it with Tam. And the the movie is very intense. It's very intense. But I've, oh, I had yeah. seen it before. And, like, I was very excited to see it a second time. We saw it on IMAX. Like, pin drop silence the whole time. Like, just, like... Everybody just wrapped in what we were watching. Except for me eating that sandwich at the beginning. Yeah, at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, and then, <laughs> oh, that was annoying. And, and then <laughs> the moment the credits roll, Tam leans over to me and he goes, Tam Mendez. Because <laughs> the director's <laughs> name is Sam Mendez. He- <laughs> I was like, how long have you been waiting to say that? And he's like, oh, about 10 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is it so I really really wanted to see it and it just like it came out here but I was traveling and then I went back to the UK and then it didn't come out in the UK or at least I missed it and then I came back here and then by the time I sort of thought to go see it again it went out of the cinema for about a week which mm-hmm. is last week so I went to see Knives Out instead which was fine 
Like it wasn't, I don't know. Oh, I, I really re- liked it and I have a vomit phobia. Oh God. I remember, I remember watching it. I was like, mm, it's a lot, it. but I actually still liked the movie. I liked it a lot. I just kind of saw where it was going very early so i was like well uh, yeah i think it telegraphs that yeah anyway, i mean it, it does telegraph it, but it just meant like for me the enjoyment wasn't and I also just, daniel they, craig was great no you didn't like daniel craig i reconsidering a lot here i don't really like daniel craig. <laughs> <laughs> no he was good but i felt like jamie lee curtis was massively wasted in that movie yes. she was fantastic and it was like okay bye god she was so good in halloween anyway yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so we went to 1917 because Deacons, I wanted to see mm-hmm. it. And like the fact that it was an IMAX. And uh, I got my Apple Watch because I lent it to you and you gave it back. And one of the things that I used to love doing is quite sad. I did tweet about this is that I love watching what my heart rate does during movies. And uh, I used to do this playing Bloodborne. I think I tweeted it at the time, but it was like, it's just me playing Bloodborne and then <laughs> it spikes because I'm at a boss or something. <laughs> uh, so if you would look at my, I tweeted it out, my heart rate during 1917 is like, it's fine. <laughs> Go, elevates a bit, goes back down. Elevates a bit, goes back down. And then the end, I get to like 108 beats per minute because I was so stressed. <laughs> and I'm just sat there like this the whole time. It's fantastic. It's such a good movie. It's very... I cried fully. Um, wow. Yeah, it's really, really good. And the music is also very good. Mm-hmm. I heard Newman. the cinematography was really Cinnamon good. Cinematography. Mm. I mean, yeah, because everyone goes on about the the one shot stuff, and it, it's like Birdman in that you can t- you can see some of them, mm-hmm. but of like cuts. Yeah, you, can you see, some, you, you see some of the cuts, but you don't. They they hide it, it really well. They hide it super well, and what the one shot brings to it is so much more. Like that's like so much journey. more important than you trying to look for the the cuts, if that makes mm. sense. Well, because also the timeline in that movie is very very short. You know, and it's it takes done place so well. it takes place over the course of like fourteen hours or something. Mm-hmm. So the the idea that it's all one shot leads you to you know it it just helps sell the idea that like this is a very short period of time that like all yeah. this shit is happening in so well, also like, we, you I can say the s word right I can say yeah. shit okay you already did right. like, I know I've said it several times mm-hmm. but. Is that like the largest scale film that is like in one shot? Because like there are definitely I mean, films that have man. done that man. before, but but this but seems like even a, a, a far bigger scale than that. Yeah, um, I would say so. A lot of there's a, obviously there's way way more action in this movie than God. yeah than Birdman. It's fantastic. Yeah. That cinematography though, Cinnamon. it's killer cinematography. Can't get delicious. Enough of it. Yeah. Uh, but what I've been playing, and this segues nicely into the the, the topics, the news. Uh, I was in the disintegration, not just a song by The Cure. <laughs> uh, uh, technical for that beta, and I'll say beta. God damn it, none of this beta. It doesn't bother me. The PlayStation beta. The PlayStation. Beta. <laughs> uh, no, I'm playing PS4. Just gonna move past that. Uh-huh. Uh, start playing. Um, I've taken notes because. Oh, like, okay, so if you don't know what disintegration is, probably do that off the, it's, um, the co-creator of Halo, uh, Marcus Leto, uh, his new studio, is it V1? Uh, published by Private Division, a subsidiary of Take-Two Entertainment. Um, uh, what is it? It's like, I did, so I, this is just the multiplayer beta, you basically... I looked into the story stuff. The story stuff sounds cool in that it's very altered carbon and the human brains downloaded into machines, et cetera, et cetera. You control a graph cycle 
so it's basically like this floating ship mech thing. Um, unfortunately, as a diva main, didn't feel good to me at all. If you're talking about a piloted mech or Titanfall, God, it just made me want to play Titanfall. Mm -hmm. But so you, so you play that from a first person perspective, you're in this mech, but at the same time you have these RTS elements in that you're controlling little units. Yeah, it's a small squad, depending on like which uh, grav cycle. Crew. Yeah, you crew? pick, you get a different crew that has, I think, different abilities and different... Yeah, different like, attributes. Yeah. But the thing yeah. is, is that they're not... So going in the technical beta, I'd be interested in because Tam said something different. Beer. PlayStation, okay. The PlayStation beer. Uh, when you go into the training, I played as this grav cycle who had sort of dual pistols that felt like tracers guns, like very rapid fire SMGs, um, quick reload, not that much, not high damage, but it was cool. And my kind of, I don't, I'm loath to say ultimate ability, but like my secondary fire was putting a grenade down that he had an area of effect and heal. That wasn't in the actual playable multiplayer. So why am I being trained on a mech that I can't Well, I imagine use? I imagine that that training is the story mode training. Like, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, probably, I'm assuming but that like, they just cut that section out and pasted it in front of mm -hmm. the access to the actual I, multiplayer. So I think there like, is a multiplayer grab cycle like that. There were at least one very similar. Yeah, I think so, so too. You, can't, you don't have those dual guns. Okay. Which ones? The dual... But you do have that um, secondary... Okay. Which is, a, uh, I think the knights have that one. Anyway, so you kind of go into the multiplayer and it's uh, two modes. There's going to be three modes eventually. There are two. One of them is a basically zone capture. Yeah, domination. Domination. And then the other one was like a payload, deliver a payload one. God, I'm trying so hard not to say Overwatch terms. That's fine. All I, no, I got so frustrated with it that I had to play Overwatch after just to calm myself down. She had to. I had to. <laughs> and then I got to play the game. It's tomorrow a or something. cart. You could go TF2 <laughs> with it. What? Sorry. What did you say? Did anybody just catch a humble brag? <laughs> I had to play Overwatch and then I got to play the game. Sorry, I'm just so good at <laughs> Overwatch. Anyway. <laughs> going into that. The, I mean, there were cool things that you could see were sort of inspired by Apex. Like, I think the way that they were doing their cosmetics and unlockables very apex even the menus kind of reminded me a lot of apex but when you get into the actual game itself and i'm not going to be too judgy because it's technical beta like actually when they said that they were doing one they were like help us uh like like break our game essentially because you know that's what a beat is for <sighs> just didn't like the mech the graph cycle had no weight to it so i didn't feel like i was really doing anything when you are in the middle of things, when you're capturing a zone, for example, and there's so much going on, it's not, it doesn't feel natural to try and um, press R1 to direct your units because at the same time, you're trying to shoot at the other actual person who's shooting at you. There is, there are different graphs, like different crews. So see, like there is the lost Ronin who I eventually kind of fell in love with because their alt fire was this um, lock on missile. So it just meant that, Everyone was using them. I, I played it for about half an hour, 45 minutes. And towards the end of that, everyone started using just that. It was like weird. You could see because I was playing with the same people and over and over again because the matchmaking wasn't giving me anyone else. Uh, and by the end, everyone was just using that one grab cycle because it was overpowered. Just like the far and away the best one. Yeah. And, on, and all your little units have um, abilities too, which are on the D-pad it's not immediately clear like the ui didn't make it immediately clear what any of those were and i was just using them 
but without doing it strategically. I was just hitting up on the D-pad and then aiming it and firing it. Because I was yeah. like, that'll do something. I, ha- I had no idea what, except for the the tutorial where it tells you what they're going to do. After that, when I picked other ones, I had no idea yeah. what I was using. I would just use it because I'd be like, oh, well, you know, I got to use them. Yeah. Here goes. We're just going to throw it down here. It kind of reminded me of um, uh, The Outer Worlds in that you... You know, your companions have these like special abilities that are like concussion grenades or, you know, super missile or whatever. Um, And ultimately what it boils down to is just like big attack, right? Like Mm -hmm. multiple like splash damage, big attack. And so Mm -hmm. it it was I didn't necessarily find it. Particularly unintuitive in that regard, it was just kind of like. Okay, I just need to damage like these five guys right now, so I'll just hit left on the D-pad and call it a day. Like, yeah. Um, I, I'm not a multiplayer shooter dude. Like, I, you know, I don't play like a ton of Overwatch or Apex. Um, so I think I, know. <laughs> I think what's interesting is that uh, like the way that it stacks all these like different tasks on you. Like, you're really juggling a lot of things mm. at once. You know, you're it's a first person shooter in that you're controlling this grab cycle and attacking these different squads. You're controlling your squad, telling them where to move. You're juggling these ultimate powers, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I'm more interested in the story mode than I am in yeah. the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be pretty cool. We This is actually I should say this is uh, IGN's uh, IGN first this month. And so there's like a ton of coverage on uh, IGN about like the all these different sort of uh, aspects of the game and the the preview. Brandon Tyrell's like big preview for this game is m- he got like an extended hands on with the uh, story mode. And it, the story sounds pretty cool. Like yeah. It sounds pretty interesting. And I'm, I am interested to see more of that. But the multiplayer like most multiplayer shooter is just not for me. So, yeah. Right. And, it, and it's a shame because it's like, I, I know I didn't spend that much time with it, but it didn't make me want to play any more of it. That's, I mean, I played like a few yeah. rounds of control. I, f- I played a few rounds of the, um, the payload one. And I was like, I think this is all I need I, to see from this multiplayer. Like, this is not what I'm going to be getting. I think for. I played about an hour and was like, okay, yeah. that's enough. Yeah. yeah. That's about how much I played. Yeah. I, yeah. I do like I, I do like multiplayer games. I don't like RTS all that much, so immediately I am more interested in just shooting the enemies. Yeah. And if you do that, you're at a disadvantage because that is part of the game, right? You're supposed to control your units. They're supposed to take positions for you, advance, cover mm-hmm. you, uh, which sounds cool. Like maybe some people are really in. Maybe that is like the perfect style of game for someone because to be fair, there aren't many games like that that really exist that blend like RTS yeah. shooter. Yeah. Uh, so if that's your kind of game, like maybe this is for you, but as someone who doesn't care much for RTSs and plays a good amount of like shoot, uh, like well, shooters online. I, I mean, you play like m- more military, like closer to a military sim than, you know, like it's true. I mean, but you know? I, I do bounce around though. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I've, I've been playing a lot of call of duty recently, which I've talked about on this, but I also played a lot of apex when that came out, played a ton of PUBG. Uh, I play rainbow six siege all the time. Uh, and, and I, I dabble in a lot of them. Rarely, rarely mm. do these games get their hooks in me, uh, except for Siege and Modern Warfare as of now. But this one, just after the couple games I played, I fell off pretty hard. I was like, nope, this is, this is not my kind of game. So is it, is it that it's generic? Like, like I think it's. I think from what I've seen, it seems very generic. I'm very. I'm excited to play the single player because I think mm-hmm. the single player is something that I could get into, especially yeah. if they're doing like sort yeah. of altered like that carbon sci-fi shit. Like that's that what stuff I want. is really yeah. cool. I love. That's the thing is like I. I fell in love with Halo because I was like, so enraptured by the 
the sci-fi and mm-hmm. also the music. The music makes me cry. But the music in this is actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah so the, the music I'm enjoying. It sounds like there's something promising here. I mean, do you get any of the Halo DNA from it at all? I don't. No, no. I don't. And I mean, my issue also, maybe this is just me, it's that the the uh, the HUD is very, very busy. Ooh. Yeah. And that's, there's a lot going on already in terms of like yeah, what I was you're trying say, to control. In a game where you're, where you're juggling you yeah. know, six or seven different things, the HUD isn't doing any favors. It's kind of a bummer. And it's also difficult. It's not easy to tell where you're getting shot from, mm. which is, I mean... There's no handy like blood coming in. There the is a little thing in the yeah. middle, but oh, there it's, is? it's it's kind of an orangey red, so it blends in with the the brownie backgrounds. Like the oh. the map for the the zone control was a like a junkyard, so it's very a lot of browns and like steels. Um, one thing I will say that is good that I did very much enjoy is uh, the different crews. The aesthetic for them is really good. Um, if you go into all those menus yeah. and like look at, they all have this very distinct style and themes. And so, like, there's a bunch of knights. There are these Ronin. There are these. It's like Mad like, Max dudes. Yeah, the, it's the, like the, uh, Tron dudes. Like, yeah, the junk rats. And so, actually, I, like I think that. their ability are basically bouncing bombs, which is just junk rat. I, I did like that. I thought like that that was kind of cool. Uh, and yeah, like I said, I, I I'm excited to play the story because I feel like even though I said what I've seen doesn't seem super interesting to me. It doesn't really have a lot of, I don't know, character from what I've seen. I feel like maybe a lot of that would come after I have more context of mm-hmm. like these yeah. characters, like the world we're in, what's yeah. happening and stuff yeah, like that. Also to be fair uh, to a lot of the shooters that we do like, with the exception of Overwatch and Apex, like Rainbow Six Siege at first glance doesn't exactly. like it has any character at all. So, so that, that is know? one thing I do want to clarify. There, it has some really cool aesthetics and I'm, curious to see what they do with it but right now without that context i have a, i'm having a very tough time like getting sure. invested yeah. in this multiplayer and that's why i'm hoping you know single player could do that but i think even if i play the single player and the single player is fantastic and i'm really into it based on what i've played in this beta i don't think i would spend a lot of time in the multiplayer just because it doesn't seem like it's my sort of multiplayer like i don't want to competitively play an rts shooter style because i get destroyed I, i'm terrible at rts's and i'm not that good at shooters the two together, like mm-hmm. I just, I would fumble that every time. Yeah, I mean that. This is what betas are for, right? Yeah, like, yeah totally. This is, this is an, an opportunity for uh, developers to see what works and what what doesn't about their games. Yeah. And so, like, that's the most promising thing about something like this is like we might play this now and down the road when it releases, it might be completely retooled and feel different. And you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like things like UI balance, like mm-hmm. like the UI that could change that one class yeah. that you're talking about that everyone was picking, like. The sure, that'll change. Absolutely yeah. Gonna change. Oh, yeah. yeah. May I have another beer? Yeah. Can I have a Kolsch? I think uh, we're fresh out. No. All right. Pills. I mean, a Pills is basically a Kolsch. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm not really an aficionado. I open it and I'm like, yeah, let's beer. I do want to say as evidence that um, Jake, not evidence, but you said you, <laughs> my favorite thing I've overheard Jake say while playing Call of Duty was they're beating us. They're beating us and they aren't even using guns. <laughs> you don't want to know some of the things that we say when we play Overwatch. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> we, are, we are one uh, share button away from being fully cancelled. Just like... like <laughs> yeah, if, if I ever publish anything like Matt Padgett says when we play Siege or if he publishes things I say, I just, we'd be cancelled too. I swear yep. so bad. I, yeah, I, 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 I break out the C word. 
all the time. When but I you're British. You Dude, I've used Yay, the C word playing fun. Mario Kart. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I go, I probably swear That does the most not of, get the Nintendo seal of approval. It yeah. does not. <laughs> uh, I probably swear the most out of our Siege crew that I play with. Probably. Yeah. I think Matt, though, has probably heard you curse too many times because he's been he's been dropping dropping the C word a couple times. <gasps> <laughs> and, you know, I don't know, like, like he kind of needs to ask my permission before he's <laughs> right anyway anything left on disintegration anyone wants to bring up mention uh beat is open this weekend uh we got in a couple days before uh it'll be open i think by the time this podcast goes out let us know what you think yeah after that podcast at gamespot.com next thing on the mm. list mm. Thronebreaker surprise release on switch who Hell put this in the yeah. order I did. <laughs> I still I, I still haven't played it, so I'm excited. I'm so excited to play it on Switch. Even though it's not Gwent on Switch, it's kind of Gwent on Switch. It's, there's still a lot of Gwent. And I was so excited, and I told... So Jen, my roommate, has been playing The Witcher 3 on Switch and is very excited, and she went through a whole thing. I literally had to call Jake for his expertise because she was like, do I need to restart? Did I ruin my mm. ability to get a Gwent card? It was about Gwent. Wow. So I came home... And I was like, did you hear? And she was like, Max, her husband, she's like, Max told me I can't play it until I finish The Witcher 3. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to buy Kentucky Route Zero, and And I was scrolling through the eShop, and then I saw saw Thronebreaker, and I was like, did they announce this? Did I miss this? What happened? Was this release date set? And then I checked Twitter, and and CD Projekt Red people were like, surprise, it's out now. And I was so excited that made my day yesterday. I feel, I feel like we probably all know Radic. Like it was very mm-hmm. sneaky because Radic is like PR for uh, CD Projekt Red. Said it probably Red. And lo and behold, there it was, just like on Switch. He's like, "Hey, take a look at that." I was like, "What the heck, man?" Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a heads up. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, a friend of mine messaged me his tweet and was like, "I can't wait for this to." I can't wait for this to come out. And I was like, I already got it. It's out. It's and out he's right like, now. Yeah. He's like, oh, they're sending out codes. And I was like, no, it's it's out. It's you out, can buy like it. Live, yeah. yeah. So I love The Witcher 3. It's like one of my favorite games. I uh, just finished Blood and Wine. Uh, I think it's an, an amazing game. Probably the best game this generation. Maybe second best after Zelda. All right, you can stay on the podcast. I'm yeah, okay um, I, f- I hate Gwent. I hate Gwent so much. I think it's the worst part of that game. Okay. I mean, yeah. it's broken as hell in The Witcher 3. The, the fun thing about Gwent when you're playing The Witcher 3 is that by the time, like, eventually you'll get good enough cards that you'll always win. I, I'll, I never will. I just so, won't play it. It's so my great thing to was, feel great. My it's thing great was, I, played, I started The Witcher 3 <laughs> when it came out, got to Skellige, stopped, and then left it, like, a year and a bit, did it again, started The Witcher 3, got to Skellige, stopped. And then last summer I went back and replayed it from that save. So every time I came up with a Gwent match, I was like, I have no idea how to play this. Oh, yeah, no. So I just skipped it. And so I feel bad. So I do want to play Thronebreaker. See, I had, I spent too much, I have spent so much time playing Gwent. I'm like, because I'm definitely, I have to do everything. So I'm like, I want every Gwent card. Like I, you know, that's what Jen, Jen, that's why Jen was like, I have to start over. Because she Mm. thought that she wouldn't be able to get one Gwent card because she was looking up guides and stuff. She's like, I think I've missed this Gwent card. So I had to be like, Jake, has she missed the Gwent card? Should she start over? And Jake's like, no, you can get it. And so I'm like relaying all this information to her. I'm like, yeah, he says you're fine. <laughs> She's like, oh, thank God. And Max is like, you guys are insane. Um, so I'm just really excited. But but Gwent 
has undergone so many changes because it is a broken card game. Yeah. It's not like it's just like our fun side thing in The Witcher 3. We were talk- it's very different. We were talking about this on, on NBC today too, but it's like Tom Marks was saying that like Aww, in Tom. the in the uh, uh, in Thronebreaker, Gwent is like two lanes only and is like totally contextual to like what's happening within any like respective battle. Mm-hmm. Um and also, I, I didn't know this. I didn't follow. As soon, <laughs> I feel so bad because, like, as much as I love The Witcher, as soon as I heard that Thronebreaker was a Gwent game, I was like, nah, okay, whatever. This is not for me, and I just stopped paying any attention to it. Uh, but you know, like the the general consensus is that it's not only a, a really great card game; it's like an amazing RPG that tells a really incredible story. It's about yeah. series yeah. grandma, right? The queen. Yes. The queen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Badass queen. Not not the one in the show. I don't think. No, I don't is it Meth? Yeah. yeah oh, it's Mev. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, the the story is definitely the highlight of that game. Mm-hmm. Like, in in to be honest, some of the because it's more like a puzzle game, I'd say, than a Gwent Ooh, game. Good. A lot of but the Gwent go on. Is, Gwent is fun. Gwent is good, but a lot of the the encounters you run into Doubt. are like here are the cards you get, and he and there's there's boulders coming, and they fall down the lanes each turn. Like a boulder moves like closer. Like Plinko. Kind of. I, well, actually, I don't know what that is, but from the prices right. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I literally like I knew I was gonna laugh. I had to move the mic. No. You didn't. You guys never seen the video of Snoop Dogg playing the prices right? <laughs> no, Snoop Dogg, I've not. Snoop Dogg is amazing at the prices right. <laughs> Because he gets high and watches it every day. Is this before or after he became best friends with Martha Stewart? Oh, I think this is before. It's from like 2013. You know, Snoop Dogg filmed a music video at my high school when I was in high school. Oh, yeah. Which song was it? Uh, Young, Wild, and Free. (laughs) Sick. Super cool. Um, Also, because this has been nagging at me for the last five minutes, Gwent Stefani. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I'm just channeling some Tamora energy here. <laughs> yeah, it's good though. Even good. if you don't like Gwent, I would recommend okay. giving it a shot. I mean, because... I, I like. I think having recently replayed or played through Blood and Wine, uh, the whole time that I was playing it, I was like, I love The Witcher. I love this game so much. It, like, I love this world. I love these characters. I'm I'm interested to play uh, this game because I've heard the story is so amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I might give it a shot. Yeah, it's interesting because it takes place during, I think, the second or the third book, mm. but but it takes place entirely different events that aren't covered in the book, but they intertwined for mm. a bit. Uh, so the way they handle that is is pretty cool. But I, I definitely recommend it. I will say, once again, playing on Switch Lite, like tiny screen, tiny screen, the text is small, the character is small. Uh, managing those cards and figuring out what they do can be a little bit difficult, especially not having that mouse because... That game was, I felt, designed to have a mouse in order to mm-hmm. click on what cards you want to play, drag and dropping cards, and and building decks and whatnot is just easier with a mouse. There's Does it no not touch. work on uh, touch screen? Uh, actually, I didn't try. I don't like touching my touch, touch on the screen on you my. You didn't uh, even try. So I didn't try because I don't like touching the screen. I never what? touch the screen. What do you what? Because I don't like it getting smudged. You, that's why you have a microfiber cloth. And uh, I still don't like touching yeah. screens. <laughs> no, 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 that's not what that device you is for. You have a phone. Well, yeah, that one. I, I have no other option. I have to touch the screen. Sure, you got if a I stylus get, like an old woman. I would do that if phone. I could. If you Actually, could get I guess away I could. You could. Yeah. Anyway, Thronebreaker. It's out now on Switch. Uh, definitely oh. give it a shot if you liked The Witcher Three. 
Uh, and if you like that universe, I think you'll probably. It's like a forty-hour RPG, it. right? If if you do everything, I'm. Pre- I, I think it took me like. Uh, I think it's like thirty hours or so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's still yeah. yeah. That's a lot of what hours. do you know? Do you know how uh, what the price is? I think it's twenty bucks. Mm. Easy. Wow. Yeah. All right. Okay. Putting that on the list. Callie, next one's all you. I was gonna say, is this my segment? This We're gonna talk segment. about Pokemon Home. Because cool, I'm just going to take a nap during this segment. <laughs> <laughs> the Pokemon company revealed more information about Pokemon Home, and I'm actually really excited. Um, so they revealed, like, pricing plans. There's, like, a f- what you get with the free version and then what you get with the premium version. Yeah? What's Pokemon Home? Sorry. That's a good point. Pokemon Home is, like, the equivalent of Pokemon Bank um, for the newer generation of Pokemon. So it's, like, a cloud... Um, service where you can store pokemon but it mm-hmm. also has a number of other features um the main one being uh trading mm. so i the thing that like i noticed right away is that they added back the global trade system which is not in pokemon sword and shield mm-hmm. it is it's it was introduced in generation four um and it's like a you know like when you're trading pokemon you're usually like i'm talking to my friend and i'm saying i have this do you, i need this or you're like, there's an option where you can send out a Pokemon and get a random one in return called Surprise Trade. The global trade system is like, you can say, okay, I have this Pikachu. And in return, if, like, if you want this Pikachu, I want a level 50 female Growlithe. Wow. And so how you good can is like, Pikachu? You can, I know. I mean, <laughs> that's just an example. You probably, you wouldn't get what you wanted for a Pikachu. But um, you can specify like what exactly you want. So it's really good for completing your Pokedex, mm-hmm. but it's also really good for people who are into um, collecting really good Pokemon. Like um, if you select level one, that's the level that Pokemon hatch out of an egg. So you can, ex- you can say, I only want level one Pokemon. That gives you a greater chance of getting a Pokemon that someone's been breeding. And has good stats and stuff like that. Um, so people were kind of upset that that wasn't in Sword and Shield because everybody was upset about Sword and Shield. It's fine. And um, that's one of the trading features in Pokemon Home. You can do it from your phone. So you can just like trade whatever ooh. from your phone. Um, there's like a, a there's like switch, switch version features and then phone, like mobile version features. Yeah, that chart was a little weird. It's a little confusing. But I think the main idea is, like, there's only so many Pokemon they're going to include. Or that's what Game Freak's been saying. Like, we're only going to include so many Pokemon in future Pokemon games because the roster is kind of insane. And how mm. do you... Mm-hmm. That's, like, too many. We made too many of them. Um, but with Pokemon Home, you have the national decks. So let's say they came out with a future Pokemon game that had a different Pokedex than Sword and Shield. Instead of, like, having to manage a GTS for individual pokedexes now it's just one main thing you do on your phone and then from there you can transfer it into the respective game that you want so i I think it makes sense even if it's like a little confusing from the outset Mm. the other thing that's really nice is they added mass wonder trade so you can send out 10 pokemon at once with the paid version and like and then get 10 random Pokemon in return. But it's really good if you're me and you're trying to breed for a shiny Pokemon. You have 500 of them and you don't want them anymore and you don't want to do with them. Oh. Um, and then they added, like, you can look at the Pokemon stats through Pokemon Home. Um, it's how you would transfer Pokemon from Let's Go into Sword and Shield, for example. Um, so it's just nice to get more details because they said it's launching in February. Um, they don't have an exact date for that. But Feb 14th, calling it. Just a nice Valentine's yeah. Day. Ooh. 
drop. So romance. Dude, I hate when games come out on Valentine's Day. It's like... I remember Left Behind came out on Valentine's Day. I don't want to work. Day. I got stuff to do. But, um... What do you got to do? Kisses? Kismooches. <laughs> um... <laughs> The the it's nice a long thing weekend is, that weekend. It's what? It's a long weekend. Ooh. Several kisses. Several smooches. Maybe in another town. I'm just gonna see Sonic a bunch of times. <laughs> 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 Seems like a really good weekend to me. Yeah. Do you guys want to go see Sonic? Gotta go fast. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. The look at Jason. I already have a ticket. A lot of people do in the office. Uh, I I don't want to see it, so I didn't join in on that. But anyway. The last thing I want to say about Pokemon Home is that um, if you have... I'm sorry, po- we're talking about Sonic now. <laughs> <laughs> if you have Pokemon on in like Sun and Moon or like X and Y, um, they're offering a free month of Pokemon Bank so you don't have to pay for both services in order to transfer those Pokemon to Pokemon Home. So that's really nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that my thing with Pokemon Sword and Shield is like I only care about getting to roll credits and then that's it like that's the same way i play every pokemon game like i want to go through i want to beat all the gyms and then i feel like i've done as much as i need to do in any pokemon game um but i do think it's nice that with the price tier system for pokemon home the free version will probably allow like really casual players like if i wanted to go further in the game if i wanted to do like at least like low level training or low level like competitive stuff after you watch my competitive series i will i've already subscribed to the competitive pokemon (laughs) channel so um no but i i think it's cool like you for like really hardcore players like yourself like the option is there to pay in and like really get the most out of it um the, but then the free version is probably totally passable totally serviceable for people who are like totally. yeah, like especially yeah. if, like you're saying you're not super hardcore in pokemon but the next pokemon game comes out and you're like oh wait i have a i have I already have this in my other game i'm just gonna grab them yeah. from right. home and there we go but I actually never got Pokemon Bank, so I never got a Pokemon Bank su- subscription. So I'm really excited that I like won't have to pay into that mm. to get to finally get those Pokemon off. Because I have That's cool. in I did a bunch of um, competitive breeding in Sun and Moon in particular and Alpha Sapphire, and um, it'll be nice to finally get those off. Like I have like a perfect I have a bunch of perfect Pokemon that are that just I want. There. Yeah, so I, I just like I kind of was like waiting for something like this. That's now I can finally use them and those Pokemon I can use to breed or I could even like take Pokemon that weren't perfect. But like if I had a shiny, now I can change the nature because Sword and Shield adds that. So there's, there's, um, it's, I'm really glad I waited on that. In the end, aren't all Pokemon perfect? No. 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 Shit. <laughs> Not love disc. Yeah. We don't, we don't talk about Jinx or uh, Magmar. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so that's the Pokemon Home segment. I hope we get an actual release mm. date soon. What's your no, speculation? No, we luck. They'll announce it like tomorrow, just before we publish. I know. God. Um, I'm just. I'm, I'm imagining like it'll just be like surprise. It's out now. We get. It we comes it. out with that first DLC. They said February. Yeah. For the first one. For Pokemon Home. For Pokemon Home. Oh, okay. February, but they okay. didn't say what day in February, oh, okay. so it could be February. I was gonna say February 30th. It could be February 28th. <laughs> um. And the first DLC, I'm really excited for that DLC. Like, I'm so excited to play that. Because it's gonna, there's like a whole, there's like a little like story mm-hmm. thing you get to do. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna, I'm excited. Are you interested in the DLC as someone who's, you're just trying to get to roll credit? I've really roll fallen credits. off of that game. Roll credits? Roll credits. Uh, I've really fallen off that game. I, I went through the fifth gym. Yeah, the fifth gym. And uh, I was really, really into it at first. But it's very linear, even compared to it other is, Pokemon. Yeah. Like it really just like you can really just steamroll that whole game. Nice. Um, it's and, 
it's they made a Pokemon that Pokemon game was made for hardcore players. Like it's super easy to go through it. Which is funny because it's the hardcore players that are so upset about it. It's not like it is and it isn't. Like if you look at like the competitive, like the VGC players, like the official championship circuit players, like they their subscribers on YouTube are soaring. Like they're reaching oh, really? yeah, yeah. They're getting tons of followers. Like people it's wild. like the the competitive like competitive Pokemon in the 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 official championship rule set and everything is one of the most wholesome and good communities I've ever experienced. Hmm. I've been Aww. to the world championships every year since 2015 mm-hmm. in Boston and it's like so wholesome and there, I mean, there's, there's drama, but like people, drama. people are just really into the strategy of Pokemon mm-hmm. and Pokemon in general. And a lot of those people see the value of not having every single Pokemon in this game too, yeah. I've noticed, which is, is something I, cause it, yeah, it, it is hard to break down, right? Because you've got, I don't want to say the casual people, but the people who just kind of play Pokemon for the story every year, maybe yeah. try to catch them all. They're mad because they don't get all the Pokemon, but then the people who have always wanted to do like competitive, the competitive scene, they're more into this because it's easier yeah. to do that. And mm. I would say that the, the, the main game being easy is just, Here's your cakewalk to get to the end game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas like, in, and it's it's less important now that they've added those things where you can kind of perfect a Pokemon. But like in Sun and Moon, they had Ultra Beasts and in the Sun and Moon Championship Series, they allowed legendaries. Like they don't, not every year, they don't allow legendaries every year. They did in like, not in 2016, but in 2017, I think. And um if you'd already caught them, you'd have to restart the game to get the ones you needed. Oh, okay. So, like, it was a pain in the ass, and a lot of people didn't admit it, but they had to resort to hacking in the Pokemon um, in, in a way that it frustrated me. I didn't really play a lot at that time because I was like, I, I, first of all, if I get caught doing that, I am toast. But, like, I also don't really, I don't want to corrupt my game or anything mm. like that. I don't want to risk that. But now, like, I'd have to restart the game in order to get pokemon that i could use um you don't have to do that anymore but it's nice to be like if i wanted to replay the game to get something in particular and reset for something it wouldn't be the the biggest deal to do that Mm. it would be like well i go through the the main story but it's it's a straight shot so it really does seem to me like they made this game for the the really hardcore Mm. people yeah but i think the dlc like the dlc seems to offer some of the the old when the older Pokemon games where you could we talked about this on the podcast several episodes ago like going into the caves and solving puzzles mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. doing stuff that sounds like it's coming in the DLC so I hope that that kind Balances of bridges the out. gap for people yeah because I I love it I I've played Sword and Shield more than any Pokemon game from the last ten years Dang. Huh. I'm at hour two fifty whoa oh, that's crazy mm-hmm. congratulations thank you yeah good on you I mean I like. No, don't don't enable me, but like also, yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Apex Legends had quite the, I don't know, quite the bait and switch as I have here uh, yeah. for their hero. I actually have been following Apex yeah, Legends super closely. So, uh, season four is coming. Uh, it's called Assimilation. And they, uh, so basically what's happened is data miners a while ago found references to a new legend uh, called Forge. Um, and they were like, oh, well, Forge is going to be in season four. And then Apex were like, yeah, Forge is coming. He's 
white doom fist yeah it's yeah. exactly like white doom fist right uh except his um robot arm is on the other side um and then they were all hyping up this and then they did they released this uh ca- like cartoon interview mm-hmm. um where forge gets killed by another character so called cool. revenant revenant's also been in the it has been dated mine before references to De- uh, to revenant uh and so now everyone's like what the hell? <laughs> like they introduced his character, said he's coming to season four, then they killed him off. And so now I think Revenant's going to be, or at least that, that's what, that what's sh- what everyone's Revenant thinking. Revenant will be the Revenant season four character. Season four character. That's so which cool. Is, super cool. is this like a, a, a cheeky thing at people who are like, there's not enough white men in this I, game? I don't know. I think it's honestly a cheeky dig at Overwatch because mm-hmm. the way, right. Overwatch, I'm so sorry to bring this back to Overwatch every time. But <laughs> I just went off Look, about you Pokemon. Gotta, you got to talk about what you know. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm not right. Right, what so, you know. So, like, Overwatch, when they introduced Sombra, that was an absolute bloody nightmare that, like, the player base hated because they knew she was coming. They knew when the character was. And Blizzard were like, oh, here's another sneaky thing. It's like, oh, here's another tease for Sombra. And it's like, we all know it's going to be like just release the character already or just like release the developer update that says it's going to be Sombra. So in my mind, I don't know if anyone from Respawn would ever admit this. This is like a cheeky piss take at that. Um, I think it's unrelated because Hammond uh, is a company referenced in Titanfall 2. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When was Titanfall 2? 2016. Yeah, so this, this must be just completely unrelated, but it's like uh, there's a lot of stuff about uh, Forge and it's like at the Hammond, Hammond company mm-hmm. Hammond obviously being a character in Overwatch. I don't know if that's just a fun parallel. But, you know, it's uh, poking fun. It's subverting expectations. I'm excited for... And I'm excited for what they're doing. Actually, Jordan um, wrote a really good article on GameSpot this week that you can check. We should link it in the description uh, about how Apex is really embracing storytelling. Yeah. um, And just using it to sort of like constantly subvert expectations and like treat the player play the tr- the player base i've had a beer who are like following it and at the same time like people are obviously data mining and leaking and so there's it's kind of a way for them to take a little bit of ownership back i think um i like apex a lot i play most weekends i'm maybe not as invested in the story stuff as i am can you call overwatch's story a story yeah absolutely I don't know. Uh, Overwatch has a problem where it's like, yeah, we're going to have this big Marvel Cinematic Universe-esque story and it just seems to be like random pieces coming in and out. And it's Yeah, there's that, like, that whole Overwatch 2 announcement where everybody's like, when, when is this taking place? Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's weird. And so Apex like fully committing to telling stories and doing them in a weird way and like playing with marketing and kind of going the complete opposite of everyone else who just like like they spoil moments from their games in marketing most of the time whereas apex are like nah screw you i think it's really funny like you have it down here as the bait and switch and i think that's so smart because like the developers are even out there like doing you know character walkthroughs with oh yeah they, yeah, they, they pretended like, to leak something yeah, like oh yeah, here, you know, like, really this is, here's his skill set and this is what the character is like and blah 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 and like they knew the whole time that character was gonna get killed <laughs> off and it's so a different good. character like that's so funny and such a clever way to like keep players on their toes and i'm i'm not 
invested in apex i played a lot when it came out but this is the kind of thing that i'm like that's really interesting the kind of stuff that they're doing mm -hmm. to set themselves apart from the overwatches of the world and yeah well yeah. i'm going to talk about what i know rainbow six siege which is a game that i play a lot of but man at the beginning of every year, I feel like they leak every single operator <laughs> that's going to come for the rest of the year. And if it doesn't get leaked at the beginning of the year, it'll get leaked like, I don't know, a month or two before the next the next yeah. group of operators are supposed to it come sucks. out. And it, and it is like, it's so hard getting excited for those just because it's like, it, basically the only thing I do when I show up to see what they are is like just confirming whether or not these, these leaks are true. And mm -hmm. I feel like nine out of ten times, it's like, yeah, that's what... That's what was said. So, yeah, it's exciting seeing what they're doing. I hope, I hope other developers, you know, take a page from that and maybe try to make, I don't know, especially with these games that have already been out for a while and they've already had like, they've already done their whole marketing campaign multiple times over yeah. and over again. Yeah. You might as well do something different, have some fun with it, you know, shake up expectations. Totally. Because now more people are talking about Apex than, you know, they were in a while, right? Like that yeah. definitely got the conversation started up again. Yeah, four, baby. certainly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> Who do you play as most? Uh, so I go between Lifeline and Octane. Mm, mostly. Okay. Although I've been playing a, a bunch really of Bangalore. Time. Yeah, I haven't yeah. played it in ages. My one thing with Apex is that I love playing it, but I don't get the wins as often, so I have to balance it with Overwatch where... It's where you're... Where you always get wins, play yeah. the games. Or she's just so good. No, no, no. It's, like it's, so it's easier to get a win Overwatch. in Overwatch than it is in Apex. And it's sort of like the reward is more readily apparent. Readily apparent. She's had a beer. I've had two beers. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, uh, but Game with, spot after dark, baby. Uh, Let's go. But with Apex, um, the one thing I wish you could change is that I wish you could mute voice lines simon oh, yeah. simon cardi friend of the show plays as mirage and mirage is so annoying mirage is voiced by the excellent uh roger craig smith who yes. uh and does a great job but i can't hear those voice lines yeah and also god bangalore you don't need to explain what every single <laughs> bloody thing does i just don't care i don't yeah. care and you stop it i wish you could mute that respawn you're watching just give me the option. <laughs> Please. Listener question. Yeah, let's get on to listener questions. Uh, Callie, do you want to do the first one? I want to do the second one. You want to do the second one? Lucy, do you want to do the first one? Sure. Uh, also, you can email us at afterdotpodcast at gamespot.com. Uh, please send us questions. We love uh, getting correspondence. Hello, everyone. Still a big fan of the show. Uh, now the next gen is approaching and more and more AAA games, Witcher, Overwatch, Diablo, etc., are coming to Switch. Do you think there will be a Switch Pro? That's all I have to ask. Great listening to you and now watching as well every week. Take care. Bahadir from Istanbul. Hello. Thanks thank for writing you. in. Yeah, and thank you for sticking with us. Um, yes, I think it's coming. Yeah, yeah I think oh, yeah. for 100% though it's going to be a Switch Pro. I yeah. think yeah. more, it's like a discussion of when. Yeah. When do you think it's going to come? I, there were Breath of the Wild too. But Breath of the Wild 2. I, I can imagine see Breath of the Wild 2. Because there were rumors that it was going to come this year, and I think that's a little too soon. Me just too. Because yeah. the Switch Lite, I feel like, is still pretty fresh. That's still selling a lot. And I, uh, same with the original Switch. I feel like they'd want to give it a little bit more time. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's Breath of the Wild 2, uh, end of this year, and then Switch Pro, probably like holiday you next year. You think Breath of the Wild 2, end of this year? Holiday next year? Mm hmm. I, I think wonder, I think holiday twenty twenty one for Switch Pro. If yeah. they would keep the same, because didn't Breath of the Wild come out like March? March third, twenty seventeen. Yeah. Oh, you know, 
is it? It's launch day. Is it? Yeah, yeah I have it tattooed across my chest. <laughs> you know, Breath of the Wild. I would wonder if they would maybe keep that same release date. To I mean, not that Nintendo ever would purposely move out of a spot for something like Cyberpunk and all the other games. Yeah, that, all, the, all the Western games that typically come out towards the end of the year. I would wonder, because I mean, Animal Crossing is their big march. I mean, I'm so ready. Same. Maybe. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think Breath of the Wild 2, because it is like the Majora's Mask to Breath of the Wild's uh, Ocarina of Time. I think that they're probably like reusing a lot of those assets and like a lot of that map. And I think that game is coming a lot sooner than we think. And I think it's probably their big holiday release. And then, yeah, I think holiday 2021 is probably when they'll talk about mm -hmm. Switch Pro. Where's Bayonetta 3, though? Bayonetta 3 is probably like uh, summer my, next year. That's my girl. Yeah. Evan in the back uh, made a really good breakdown of the the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. Mm, nice. That has like definitely worth checking out if you're excited for Breath of the Wild 2. Which I am. Thanks for the shout out. Way to go, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Switch Pro. Definitely happening. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for this next. Okay. 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 Let's hear it. I just really like this question because it's, it's very in-depth. Hello, After Dark crew. I have devised a short <laughs> test that will tell us a lot about your personalities. I hope it works. This is in bold. Imagine that the four of you are participating in a very small four-team Mario Tennis Doubles Invitational in the Mushroom Kingdom. Gladly. Step one, you must select one of the following characters as your partner. Explain your choice. In the case of a repeat, the best explanation gets the partner they desire. You must select from this list and only from this list. One, Mario. Two, Luigi. Three, Wario. Four, Waluigi. Take a step back and decide which pairing would, oh, sorry, step two. Take a step back and decide which pairing would win this hypothetical trans world tournament. I hope this exercise is fun. Chill hype vibes for life. Thank you, Jacob McCourt, a.k.a. Wholesome Jacob, uh, Jacob, a great nickname y'all gave me last year. London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you, Wholesome Jacob. I love, I, I, this question is like a, a pop quiz a teacher would mm. make. Mm. I love it so much. Anyway, I'm going to go with Luigi. So okay, I'm going to go. Oh, Wait, you, you got to explain oh, why. Yeah. Well, so I'm going with like a mid-weight partner, right? Kind of an all like a all around mm -hmm. tennis player. Mm -hmm. So like you know, Wario is he's a heavy. He's he's all power. Mm -hmm. Luigi is always balanced. What I like about Luigi is that he is more humble than Mario. So okay. like, like Luigi's not gonna steal my thunder. You know, like he's kind of a pushover, right? Like you can kind like, of boss him around. Yeah, like I could kind of like tell him what to do, and, and he would do it. But also like, oh he, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, he's. You know, <laughs> wowie <he's all>... zowie. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I also am a big fan of his uh, his um, many properties that are haunted. So mm -hmm. um, that's why I'm going with uh, mm -hmm. Luigi. I would like to choose uh, Waluigi. Uh, I feel generally like a spiritual connection to him. Uh, also, he's very long. He's got a lot of reach. Yeah. Um, very lanky. But you are and very like, long that's, as well. That's what I'm saying. So we've got a lot of, like, between the two of us, coverage. if we're doubles, yeah, that's a lot of coverage. <sighs> a lot of this is um, my answer. This is yeah. why I was like, I want to get in there. And then you snaked you. 
Um, <sighs> and uh, here's the thing. So he's also like a little devious. You mm-hmm. know, like I feel like he's like, but he's not as devious as Wario. Yeah. So like he'll play. Wario would like, he would, he would sell you. He'll, he'll like. He would show to bodge you and take your shot. Waluigi yeah, yeah. will walk to the line of what would be considered like dirty playing, but he won't, you know, he wouldn't cross it. He's right? like lawful but, evil. But then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and okay. Wario's chaotic evil. Yes, exactly. I'm helping you too much. Yeah. Mm. But then, so I would also pick Waluigi. For the same reasons that he's very long. I'm also long, but I also used to play tennis. So I feel like Waluigi, I could keep under control. I could share my strats. I used to play a lot of doubles. Although I was not a... um, I don't like sharing. So I wasn't that great at doubles. Good at singles. Um, But Waluigi, he's got the reach. He's got the range. Uh, The thing is, is like tennis these days, Hawkeye, you can't get away with bullshit. Like... I think you just won the best explanation. I don't yeah, didn't I, know you knew a lot about tennis. I've been until. to Wimbledon. I used to work at the National Tennis Association. Okay. Really? <laughs> All right. As a cleaner, but still. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's and more reception. than I've got. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, but I used to play a lot of tennis when I was in school. And then, uh, this is a fun little segue, is that <laughs> when I moved to London, I didn't have a job. I was doing like some freelancing for GameSpot, actually, because uh, it was just after my internship. And my roommate at the time, who's now a published author, which is very strange. She also used to be Danny O'Dwyer's roommate, um, Caroline O'Donoghue, worked for a job agency. Is the UK really that small? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this is a tiny island. Um, well, she's from she's from Ireland, and then she moved over, and that's how she knew Danny. Is the anyway? Um, she I lived with her, and she was like, "You like tennis?" And I went, "Yeah." And she went, "I've got a job for you," and I would have to travel uh, over an hour each way, and basically pay more for my train fare that I would get paid for working in this place. And I was essentially um, like part cleaner, part receptionist, part admin person at the National Tennis Association that, and the the Lawn and Tennis Association, the LTA, um, which was very. And I, I I met Andy Murray's mum. Oh wait, that? Andy Murray? I know. Okay, Federer well he won Wimbledon a years ago. Wait, oh wait, wait. Sharapova. No, I didn't meet her. I did meet Greg Rosetsky who's a famous Canadian tennis player who for some reason played for England. You know, see, here in America, we really don't care about anybody that's yeah. not American. So I don't know who that is. Greg Rosetsky comforted me as I was crying because I read uh, Cormac McCarthy's The Road and uh, the ending of that <laughs> book is pretty devastating. So that's my fun story about tennis. You, you were like reading it? You were reading it at I was work? Reading and it then- so anyway, in the long story room. short, she picks Waluigi as well. <laughs> I was reading it in the break room and the last three pages of that book are so devastating yep. that I just started crying and um, this lovely Canadian man comforted me and then I realized it was Greg Rosetsky. I... That's my fun story. Jake, I, who do you pick? <laughs> I mean, I was going to pick Wario because I feel like he'd cheat until we yeah. win. So, but with, and, and with Hawkeye, that's funny. not possible anymore. I don't, I just keep saying you this. Keep saying Hawkeye like we're is. supposed to know what that means. <laughs> Hawkeye is, uh, like, he's an Avenger. Camera, no, no, no. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. They basically track the ball with computer Hawks. tech. Oh, but do you think the Mushroom Kingdom get, has this? You want to get, I yeah. Don't think so. No, they have, like, he too. Yeah. Uh, right. They have, you can get three, I think it's per set. 
oh, I want to say it's per side. Anyway, and you can call a challenge if you think the ball was, you know, in when it was out or out when it was in. And everyone sits and goes, oh, and then you wait and see if the ball was in or out. And it's, <laughs> look, the UK see, doesn't have much else to be between, proud of right now. Give us this. In the action of our sports, we um, put the camera on sexy ladies who yeah. do a dance. Hell yeah. Well, uh, I do want to say I played a lot of Virtua tennis, and that's where I, I know. I don't. I want to add that I am. I am like a, a tanky. I'm very powerful. You know, I'm hard to knock over. That's why I picked. I just want to add that. So okay. anyway, you you well, that your whole thing is that he would cheat. He he would probably cheat, and we'd either win or we'd get disqualified. And I'm sure it would be a good time either way. Yeah. Right. So the that's all I got. The second part of this question is that we have to take a step so, back. So well, Lucy's, that. of course. So Lucy, Lucy gets Waluigi, so that by default I'm Mario. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Got it. Yeah. Uh, the second part of this is we have to take a step back from our um, from learning a lot about Lucy um, <laughs> and decide which pairing would win. I mean, me. So I, I would obviously win because Mario always wins. No. I'm gonna say. If you're because it's clear that I'm the only person in this room who knows the rules of tennis. I played tennis briefly and I was very bad at it, but I only did it because um, I thought it would make people like me more. Well, that's why anybody does anything. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So I think we're just gonna default to Lucy. I mean, Jacob. I think Jacob should be the 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 sounding vote in this. The final I would love to hear Lucy. from Holson. Yeah, that's definitely Lucy. Thank I get you. it because yeah. you're Jacob. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I would love wholesome Jacob. Yeah. As you're, you are, are not wholesome Jacob. Yeah. Email us back. Let us know. Filthy Jacob. Let us know who the winner is. <laughs> Wait, what's I, know, what? I was going to say dirty Jacob and then chaotic right? Jacob. Chaotic, chaotic Jacob. Jacob. All right. Impure Jacob. Um. So that's that on that. Yeah, right in the show. Let that. us know who you who you chose. After that podcast, we'll text, we'll we'll text Zach and let him let know. Yeah. yeah. Next question. Mm-hmm. Hey, after dark crew, going into the next generation, are there any marketing practices you would love to see go away? I would be very happy to never see an announcement of an announcement ever again. My runner up is days long Twitch streams where nothing happens for ninety nine percent of the runtime. Thanks. Yes. That second one, yes. That's yeah. yeah. I feel like Fallout That's 76 kind of ruined West, that. No one can Hartford, do that anymore. Connecticut. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Death Stranding did a similar thing where they did like a nine-hour stream oh, on yeah. Twitch where it was like revealed gameplay, like very short, depending on the number of people that were watching. And yeah, My pet peeve, um, it's mostly about movies, but games do this too, is that they format their trailers in that you get a mini trailer ahead of the big trailer, right, yeah. which is works for Twitter because autoplay, you want to grab people in, but then they don't change that for YouTube for thea- or a theatrical trailer, or a theatrical trailer and it's super annoying yeah. and learn how to use social media please my pick is the surprise release for a game that I then need to assign someone to review I don't want you to do that anymore it stresses me out a lot it makes my job really hard and I don't like it when it's like here's a game we're announcing and it's out today especially at E3 we're busy <laughs> <laughs> You think I have time to review that? God. Uh, paying YouTubers to say nice things about your game. Yeah. That one I don't like. That was going to be mine as well. Influ- oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Influencers that that are paid to be like, oh, this game's sick. Uh, yeah. Do you remember, have you ever seen that video that... Um, I know what you're going to talk about. Yep. Uh, a YouTuber has a slow realization yep. <laughs> of, um, I don't even remember who it was. And it was this guy talking about Assassin's Creed Syndicate. And he's like going on and on he says you know Ubisoft aren't paying me to say nice things about this game well they brought me out here and 
well, they're paying for my meals and yeah, I guess they did. It's like this very like slow realization of it's very strange. Huh. Uh, but also there's, yeah. Assassin's Creed Syndicate, underrated Assassin's Creed. It's great. I yeah. have the platinum in that one. Yeah. Well it's done. the only Assassins I have a platinum Well, you're in. contractually obligated yeah. on account of being so British. But oh, yeah. yeah. In between episodes of The Crown. Uh-huh. I've right. never the seen The Crown and... Oh I'm my God, are you allowed back? <laughs> <laughs> With that accent? Hey, hey, With guys, that accent? I just want to make sure we've all seen Friday Night Lights. Because uh, that I've, is the American equivalent. Yes, that is the American okay. equivalent. I thought that yeah, was right. like Gilmore Girls or something. I don't know. No. No way. I haven't American. seen either of them. You've, you haven't seen Friday. I had a boyfriend who made me watch. You can tell when I'm being, when I'm, when I'm sad is because I contemplate rewatching Gilmore Girls. Mm. Last time I did it was 2017. Just saying. Could happen. Bummer. Mm. I'm going to keep an eye on you for that one. Thank you. Okay. Last, keep an eye on my last, Netflix. Last cue. Who wants to take the, oh, I forgot I'll to put the name. I'll do oh. Wait, I can search for it. I'll do it. Um, right. Howdy, After Dark. Wow. After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was very Moira from Schitt's Creek. Uh-huh. <laughs> after Dark. Howdy, After Dark, boys and gals. I didn't really have a good question, but I just wanted to write in to tell you all how much I've been loving the podcast. Anyways, I guess I'll ask a question, though, since I'm writing in. So if hypothetically you could only play one game for the rest of your life, which game would you choose and why? <sighs> Side note, now that we have video episodes, can someone from your team please edit the no anime penguin over Jake's face anytime the crew goes on an anime tangent? It's what the people need. Jake's the one who edits the podcast, so he has to do that to himself. No anime. That is written by Joshua Nidish from uh, Florida. Thank the you. The underscore Josh. So I can only imagine. That's what he's, he's been his bio. The underscore Josh from Florida. So I can only say that as a, in Goofy's. George. Oh, <laughs> I know him. He's a good dude. Yeah. Only Thank Josh you. in Florida. So that's what I've heard. Yeah. Um, I am gonna right now. I'm I'm gonna say Pokemon because I could just keep playing competitively, and that's the competitive game that I. But I yeah. I when I first read this question, I was I felt Stardew Valley in my heart. Mm, that's a good one. That's mm-hmm. a good pick. So, yeah. yeah. Starman Farm game. Mm-hmm. Um, man. Come back to me. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Overwatch. Like, I wish, I wish behavior. I had to think harder about that. It's massive behavior. Yeah. yeah. Shocking that you would choose that. Like, Witcher 3 is the obvious one, right? Yeah. But I feel like a game like Rainbow Six Siege is something that I like keep coming back to just because they keep adding more content while the witcher 3 is like it's done mm. and i've played through it multiple times i probably don't i could probably don't need to play that game anymore even though i like playing it more probably do you think probably. you've seen everything in that game i am pretty confident i have except at least in terms of like story and quest stuff mm-hmm. there's some like parts of the map i haven't Guts seen and stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> some some huts <laughs> like no not huts hunts like Beast hunts and stuff huts, that you can like just huts. like bounties. Yeah. Okay. Do you think I said huts? I well, I thought, I thought you said, said huts. Yeah, I heard something else. Oh, the c word? <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. Probably see a lot of those in that game, to be honest. <laughs> you don't. You actually just see boobs. Okay. I did literally last night. We had like a girls' night at my house, and I explained to everybody. Can't wait to see where this is going. How this sex works in The Witcher Three, because. 
one of our friends did not believe that that could happen. I was oh, like, did you oh, just like bang out in that, that you can just you know they're riding like they're really going for it. So that was fun. That was yeah. a big part of our night. Great. Um, so anyway, Witcher three because you can bang out. No, I was saying probably not Witcher three because I've seen almost oh. everything that game has. I'd probably go with Rainbow Six Siege mm-hmm. because that's a game that they keep updating and mm-hmm. I still play that fairly consistently. But I don't know. Maybe it would change. I, I see. I don't know if I would pick something that like I like really love for a nostalgia factor, and I could just play over and over again. Like Breath of the Wild, I've mm-hmm. played multiple times and could easily pick it up and play it over and over again or if i would play something that is like challenging and really mechanically fun to play like something like bloodborne um or metal gear solid 5 maybe uh, i think i'd probably pick breath of the wild mm-hmm. i think I'd, I'd like one game to play for the rest of time and i don't necessarily feel like i'd be like constantly playing it but i could definitely get that hanker in once a year and be like okay i'm gonna spend you know mm-hmm. 60 to 100 hours just doing everything this game has to offer yeah i love that game very much did you Probably. get all the the core hell no <laughs> absolutely <laughs> did, not how close did andrew get to that andrew got them all mm-hmm. andrew we did get them all friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast yeah andrew he got them all didn't who was it was it brian who, altano who got them all before it even came out or was it dan reichert I think it was Dan Reichert yeah. that got them all before it came yeah, out. I don't know yeah. that Altano ever got them all. No. The, there are only two people in our office that I think got all of them, and that's Josh Dew and, mm-hmm. and Andrew. Yeah. Really? Josh Dew? Yeah. That was like the only game that Josh Dew played for like a year and a half. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Breath of the Wild is, yeah, that's my pick. Okay. I would never get all the Korok seeds, though. I mean, I guess if it was <laughs> the only the game. Rest yeah, of I guess if it was the only game that I had to play, I, I would. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I would. It just bums me out that I know what the reward is, and it's just a Nothing. piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Literally, I actually I wrote the guide. Spoilers for, like, for Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I wrote the guide for like how to find not like how to find them all, but like like what to look for, what to look yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I got like a like. I got more than I, I think was necessary, but it was still like 300, 400. Uh, yeah, I, I like, think I How many like, of them are there? They're 900. 900. I That's went a very long many. time without finding any. Really? That's I went. Yeah, many. I went a very long time without finding any. And I, I was like, like, like there are 900 like you, of these things and I don't see them because I didn't, I guess I didn't know what I was looking for really. Right. I never you found that You should have read my one. freaking guide. Probably, but I didn't, and that's so, why it took me so long to find any of them. I demoed that game at E3 2016, and one of the first things that you can do is like climb all the way up the chapel, the the mm-hmm. Temple of Time, uh, and so like you go all the way to the top of it, and there's a there's a Korok that just appears right at the top, and that's usually the first one that everybody finds. Mm-hmm. And when I found it in the demo, the Nintendo person that was giving me the demo was like, like didn't know if I was supposed to have found it, and I was like. Is that a Korok? Because Wind Waker is my yeah. favorite game of all time, and that's the game that they're from. And I was like, is that a Korok? How, can you find these? Like, how many are there? And she, she was like, I don't know. I can't say. <laughs> I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. I, I was uh, playing Pokemon Let's Go, and I pulled up the menu. There was, like, no one around me. I was mm-hmm. demoing it at E3, and I pulled up the menu. <gasps> and, oh, I didn't even think about it. Like, I wasn't trying to, but, right. like, all of a sudden I hear, like, someone stomping over like you can't do that you can't do that you gotta get gotta get rid of the menu and i was like i'm sorry i didn't mean to and right I, like, were you capturing machine. meanwhile no, I'm, like, I wasn't no. even capturing. Yeah. I'm here to find out how many stats they have right like, i had that um i was at warner montreal and demoing arkham origins and i pulled up the trophy list i've never heard a pr person move faster in their life like no don't do that don't yeah. do that and i was because i'm spoiled the my list. my favorite demo that i ever did was uh at the nintendo booth in 2015 for star fox zero 
and I was so awful at it. I was so bad at it because that game is very hard to control anyway. But like I was just crashing into shit, just like just barreling through stuff and just really bar- barreling. You were barreling? barrel rolling and yeah. just playing like playing so poorly. And the t- <laughs> the poor woman giving me the demo was like. Hey, great job. <laughs> oh, cool. Nice work. And then like finally I was like pin? finally like I paused it and I was like, you don't have to do all that. I know I'm doing bad. And she was like, okay. And then just I stopped. Had the, I had the exact same thing. So that year our stage was opposite. It's always near Nintendo. Yeah. And I got in early and it was the only game that yeah. I could get on before I had to do host the stage stuff. And so I got on, could not get on board with the gyroscopic controls at all, crashing into everything, and the guy just went. Do you just want the badge? <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, yes I'll did. just take it and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, b- being bad at the demo is always really embarrassing. <laughs> but it's like, hey, you know, this is I'm bad at every video game to like begin with, so it's well, fine. Yeah, like, I, I know do, what to expect going into it. There's no tutorial for this demo. Yeah. It's you being like, the A button does this and the B button does this. And, the, and I'm like, I, that's not how I learned. So. Yeah. You, you think you're like, I was like, before I worked here, I was like, oh, yeah, I think I'm pretty good at video games. Like, and you, and you see gameplay online from when I was like, go to IGN games, so I'm like, I could play these games better. And now that I'm actually doing it, I'm like, Oh, yeah, it's because a lot of times you don't get a tutorial. You don't go through mm-hmm. it. They're just like, here's the level we want you to play. And you spend the first 10 minutes trying to figure out the controls. And then you spend the next 10 minutes like getting used to the world. And then that's all you can capture. Right, and and you're that's done. It, and yeah. it's like, all right, now publish this. Yeah, and then it's make just that like, work. Yeah. Well, now everyone's going to think I'm. But have everyone you ever, will know. Have you ever had the opposite of that, though, where you're like really good at a demo? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they're like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, when, oh I, my when God. I demoed Link's Awakening last year, uh, that's one of my favorite games of all time, and it's like a one-to-one remake, and I just like blew through the first dungeon, and at the end of the, de- the demo, the guy was like, huh, you really know this game pretty well, huh? <laughs> like, yes, I do, sir. Yeah, I forget what I, there was something I demoed where like uh, most people didn't finish the thing, like the, I yeah. finished something, and they were like, that hasn't happened yeah. today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was uh, with The Last of Us 2. I talked about it on this podcast, but I finished, I was the first one done with the demo, and I like looked around I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm the first one. And I stand up and then um, uh, Neil Druckmann walks by. And he's like, oh, it was really fun to watch you play. You did that fast. And I was like, <gasps> gaming Jesus. Yeah, you noticed. <laughs> anyway, that's been episode 26 of GameSpot After Dark. Thank you so much for tuning in and make sure to subscribe to GameSpot on YouTube if you're watching it on YouTube or if not, do that anyway. Uh, thank you, Zach, for coming by. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was really fun. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, on Twitter I'm at ZacharySD, and uh, I am all over IGN social media as well. And uh, I'm on NVC Nintendo Voice Chat every Thursday at 3 p.m. Callie, how about you? Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm sorry at Inky Dojiko. I N K Y D O J I K K O. You've been hearing that way longer than me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to change it so bad but everything i want i love taken. it and uh, not just for the jingle dude thrill hose taken and i'm so oh, sad by someone who doesn't tweet that's if your thrill ho if you're at thrill ho on twitter fight me i want that so bad one v one me bro I thought, they would do, I thought they were getting rid of like dormant i thought so too there's somebody has at cali hasn't tweeted since 2014 Brilliant. so anyway that's my twitter handle um like i said i'm working on the competitive pokemon um kind of a short series um and i'm excited about that Mm. that's me (laughs) lucy i was just thinking is lucy mad because she runs the series part of the video and i didn't ask her for permission no i'm not mad i just need to pee this is my
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the episode of the Simpsons where Grandpa uh, Simpson's kidneys just burst? That's like me. Two beers. <laughs> Two beers, James. Well, well, let's go All quick right, then. so I'm at Lucy James Games on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, the whole lot. Uh, this week, uh, we're doing a new episode of Audiologues with David D'Angelo from Yacht Club Games, all about the games that inspired Shovel Knight. But most importantly, like the unloved and forgotten mechanics that inspired Shovel Knight. It's very interesting. It's in the edit right now. And it's probably one of my favorite episodes today. So look out for that. And you can find me at Jacob Deck on Twitter. Uh, I think that's about it. Oh, and make sure to email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com for your questions, or you can tweet it in any one of us. Well, I don't know. I guess if someone tweets at you with questions, you can just, just send them it our on. way. Just forward it on. Yeah. Tag us in. Uh, but yeah. All right. See you all next week. Bye. Bye.